The sound of my irritating alarm is the first sound to shatter the air. The second is a loud groan coming from my mouth as I smack the snooze button for another 10 minutes of sleep. I'm very much a morning person, but there's something about getting up at 4.55 in the morning, which is before the birds even are up. My room is pitch black, the light of my softly glowing salt lamp and the warmth of my bed covers whispering in my ear to go back to sleep. I want to listen to them, but a louder, clearer voice reaches over them from down in the kitchen, smooth as silk. Coffee. I rise begrudgingly and make my way downstairs. There's not a single chance I will be able to lift my eyeliner pen to my eyes without caffeine. I pour the liquid gold into one of my Harry Potter mugs from my disgustingly large collection and add three splashes of creamer into it. Three stirs to turn my coffee into the color of caramel. One flight of stairs and I am back in my bedroom, the rest of the house steadily silent. Peaceful. Oddly enough, I enjoyed my 50-minute commute to North Tonawanda Middle School every day. I loved mornings, and I loved getting up early even more. It was still dark out when I was leaving the house, and by the time I was halfway there, I would get a perfect view of the sunrise, peach and apricot hues filling the sky and improving my mood significantly. My mornings are always the same. Get to school by 6.50, wait for my mentor teacher by the door, get inside, chug half of my second cup of coffee, organize my materials for the day. I did this routine for three amazing, exhausting months. Did I ever think that halfway through my student teaching experience, everything would shut down and I would be teaching over 100 new students virtually? Not in the slightest. Was I prepared for it? Not really. Who was? When I reflect on this past year and the semester I spent student teaching, they're only good memories. There are only happy thoughts that come to mind and my heart feels full whenever I think of the students I had. Those that I had in person, I share. I now share special memories and moments with who I will never forget. For my students who I only communicated with online, I now share intimate but special moments as well. When I think about why I'm an English teacher, I realize it's for those moments. The memories that touch me so deeply and resonate through my journey. I went through student teaching with my friends, people who are so important to me and that I can always count on. We faced a lot of uncertainty and challenges and I am forever thankful for them. My heart breaks for all of the students who got cheated out of their school year, especially the high school seniors. I got to connect with one of my brother's best friends who told me about his virtual senior year and graduation. He talked a lot about missing his friends and his teachers. I remember how devastated I was when I found out that schools were closed, knowing that my eighth graders would move into the high school this year and I would not get the chance to say goodbye. The emotional toll of it all will be something I carry with me forever. Although this has been an emotional roller coaster, I am so thankful that I had so many amazing mentors and friends around me, and I cannot wait to see where all of this takes me when I finally have a classroom of my own. I then decided to interview my friend Nick, who actually went through the student teaching process with me and is a very close friend of mine and in this class, which works out pretty well. Um, and then afterwards, I interviewed uh, my brother's best friend, Cole, who is currently a freshman in college and was a high school senior while the first shutdown happened and madness happened basically. Okay, so how would you compare the beginning of student teaching to the second half? Um, so yeah, I was at Chicago High School and um, I was supposed to be there just for the first eight weeks and I was gonna switch to JFK for my middle school portion. But then when COVID hit, I ended up actually just staying at Chicago um, with their ninth graders the entire time. Um, and obviously the second half was entirely online, which made things really strange. And it, it was it was really weird. I feel like no one knew what they were doing at all. So like in that first, uh, the first couple of weeks, like, we weren't having like synchronous classes. We were just kind of like 
posting asynchronous work and like hoping that kids would do it. So um, I don't know, I guess the first half of student teaching was obviously like the typical experience that you would expect where it was very difficult, but we were in the classroom every day and we were, you know, doing our best. Whereas the second half became kind of just like a chaotic mess where we, we almost kind of just hoped any student would do anything. And, you know, I mean, like I said, no one really knew what they were doing when, when we all switched to online the first time. And I think it's probably better now, but um, yeah, they made the second half of student teaching really a different experience. Oh yeah. I was going to ask you too. Did your kids have like laptops that they brought home or iPads? So they did. I mean, they all did on Chromebooks or whatever, but like, even when we were in school, like there were so many issues with my charger isn't working and my Chromebook's not working like this and that. So, and like, even when we were home in the second half during COVID, we would have kids like text us on remind or like Google watch or something and be like, Oh, my computer's not working. Like, sorry, I can't get my work done. And like, what are you supposed to do? Like yell at them for that? You know what I mean? Like, no, yeah. I feel like they, they get those good, they get those Chromebooks and they're like kind of crappy Chromebooks that don't always work. And it's like, yeah, they have them, but like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, well, I went on to my high school placement. That was my second one. But for my first one, yeah. Um, all of the kids at North Tonawanda Middle had iPads that they could bring home. It was like basically just theirs okay. and they get a new one every year. And none of them brought them home because we didn't know that <laughs> schools were going to shut down. So I wasn't, um, I wasn't student teaching with my old mentor teacher, but like I was keeping in track, like keeping in touch with her and yeah. like on track with the kids. And she was just saying like, none of them could do anything because none of them had their iPads. So like oh, for God. weeks and like, they didn't even get kids to or parents technically to come pick up materials until like four weeks later because they had to get everything together for all of the kids so it was she yeah. just said like it was just crazy because like they couldn't assign them anything they didn't have anything yeah, i remember oh sorry um i remember when we left like on our last day like i remember it was friday i remember this exactly because Tom and i got a beer on this day after after school so we knew it was our last day in person um uh, yeah. i remember that friday like march 19th last year Joel being like, hey, if we go online, like telling all the classrooms, like, this is the work you have to do. And it was all like review work for the first like two weeks right. because we generally had like no plan outside of just like, we didn't, we literally had no idea what to do. So, like, I think that's like every school. Oh, yeah. It was, yeah, that was totally not. And it was like, we only had like three days left, right? And we were supposed to be like done on a Wednesday. I think there was, yeah, it was that, that, that kind of week was the last week. I don't know how many days it was, but that was the last week. Yeah, that was insane. But, um, did you have any like meaningful connections while you were student teaching in person? Like, is there anything specific that like stands out to you? Um, yeah, I mean, I did like two things. One, I remember this because Kevin Starr was in the room that day. And um, this one girl, like I'm writing art papers for me. And this like one girl called me over and she goes, you know, I want you to read this. I'm super proud of it. And I think like in the moment, I like, was like, oh yeah, like I didn't like register that like in the moment you know mm -hmm. and then like after class kevin star was like right there and he was like dude that was like so awesome when that girl was like i want you to read this like i'm super proud of you like that just shows that like you know she felt a connection with you and you know like really respected like your opinion or really wanted you to like see what she was working on like that doesn't always happen i was like oh that's totally cool and then mm -hmm. like it was funny because i was supposed to leave obviously like we all were and uh, like some of the things i'm saying and like uh like joel had sent me like a couple email he like offered kids like a point of extra credit or something they wrote me a goodbye like note or something <laughs> but then i ended up leaving but he, he sent me like the five kids that actually like did it and i still have the messages like in my phone somewhere and they're super nice like the five kids who just were like you know you were great like you did that and it was it was nice to read them but it was just kind of awkward because i ended up actually staying and still still teaching them which was kind of weird <laughs> yeah but those are i remember those for sure 
yeah, those, I just love those moments. And I had, um, I had this one kid who I could not get to focus and he spent like the majority of his time each day in ISS because it was more so like, it was like basically a timeout for your class period. Like, cause he just yeah. had the hardest time focusing and I remember I, my supervisor was there um, and she was observing me and I could not get him to listen. So I went over to him and I like bent down to his desk and I said to him, I was like, listen, like I have a very important person here, like watching my teaching and grading me on it. And it's, it would be really, really <laughs> helpful to me if you just put on your best behavior and did this for me. And he was, and he was like quiet for a minute and he was like, oh, I didn't know like she was here for you. And I was like, yeah, like that's my supervisor. That's and you got to tell him beforehand. You got to let him know. That's what I always did. I was like, this dude's coming. Oh, <laughs> they, I did. I did. He just, he just, yeah, he just, yeah, he just, yeah. yeah. But, um, and he was like, oh, I didn't know she was here for you. And then he was like quiet for another minute and he was like, all right, I'll stop. But only because you're the only teacher I like. And like that. <laughs> That was like, it, I don't know. I'll, I'll never forget that. That was like a super, yeah. and that's like, I don't know. Those are the connections that like keep you going. And yeah. when, no, there was like a group of girls who I like got along with really well in that good class. And I remember the one day Kevin Starr was sitting like behind them, which is where he was like situated. Mm -hmm. And they're like, who is that guy? And I was like, that guy's here to grade me. Like you've seen him before. You know who this guy is. And then, like, I after I walked away, like, Kevin told me after, like, when we met after class, they turned around and they were like, you should give him an A+. Plus. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so cute. Oh, that's really funny. Yeah. I just, so, I don't know. Yeah. So, just, like, little stuff like that is always the funniest thing. You're just like, oh, okay. I guess, like, I wasn't, they didn't hate me, at least. So, like, that's something. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, it's, I'm glad that you got to keep them an extra couple months. Like, yeah, it yeah. would have been, like, you know, nice to meet, like, a new class, but, like, I don't know. Like I was heartbroken over yeah, my kids. Yeah, I know. It's been terrible. Like I don't know how you would eat. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm so glad I stayed in hindsight because I couldn't imagine switching online because there's literally no way to even like build any connections. I mean, not know any connections, but like as a student teacher online, like it, I just can't imagine starting over. That was probably a nightmare. Yeah, it was it was rough and like we they didn't have like Zoom class. Like they never really signed on for class. They were just assigned what they were yeah. assigned. So. I wasn't even, yeah. yeah, and I wasn't even, like, seeing these kids' faces. I didn't know. It's like we had seen them in our, like, observations, but, like, that was the whole previous semester before. Yeah. So we didn't really, like, make all these connections. And it was just, like, it was so sad because, like, I wanted to know them. And especially, like, when they would write, like, they would, like, a couple, this one kid would repeatedly, like, write me a note every time he, like, sent me his work email back to me. And, like, the one time he was, like, yeah. you know, like, I can't imagine how like tough this must be for you. And he was like, but I do remember when you came and observed and he was like, and we had a conversation. He was like, I was like the quieter kid. And um, he was like, I just want to tell you, like, I think you're super nice. And like, it was just like so cute because like there's, they were so like empathetic, like they truly are sympathetic. Like they totally like knew like that we were like struggling so much. Like, it, <laughs> like they were literally like, Oh my God. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But, and, but like, what were some like difficulties then that you faced with your students when you went virtual? Well, it's kind of like what you just said, like we, like now my job online, like it's very like, we have synchronous classes, we all meet together. Like when we went online last year, it was what you just said that like, we didn't really meet at all. So like, I don't think we knew what we were doing. Like Joel was figuring it out and I was kind of just following his lead and like the school was kind of figuring out what they wanted to do. So like, all we were doing was like, 
having a meet like once a week and like if anyone showed up, they showed up. But like a lot of most kids didn't. So very much just became like a game of like, oh, we're gonna post like a journal and like see if anyone even tried this. <laughs> like it was this I don't know. It just didn't it didn't work in like a million ways. And that's not to say like I like to think can't work because like it can for some students if we organize it right and like we're more prepared. But I think like, the timing of last year just kind of screwed it all because we walked into it not knowing, you know, even what we were it took us five weeks to figure out like the best strategy. And by then there was like two weeks left in the place anyway, or the semester anyway. So it's like, oh, I guess we're kind of just like done now. Like <laughs> there really wasn't much to do at that point, you know? Yeah, it was like it just it just felt like a lot of trial and error. I guess is like the best yeah. word to describe it because it was just like nothing was like a confirm. Like we never knew like who was gonna respond to the work, like who was gonna show yeah. up, and like we didn't know really what was going on with them because we weren't actively seeing them and talking to them every day yeah we knew i mean out of the you know 80 kids that i had at sikawaga in ninth grade you know i probably saw like 10 or 15 of them virtually mm-hmm. you know who sat at the meets or asked to like talk to me about an assignment or something the other you know 60 of them just either did their work or didn't do it and never like talked to us and was like that it was it, it sounds like shitty thing man hindsight but i think that's what like most people's experience works it was just such a new experience that no one really knew what we were doing i know did you have any kids like tell you that they like liked that they were online or did you have like any kids that were like super vocal about whether they liked online or whether yeah. they didn't so like um i do now which i told you about the kid i have now mm-hmm. um i will say I did have kids vocally tell me that they liked that line at Chitawaga, but that's only because, like I said, I probably talked to like a quarter of them at most through the experience outside of schoolwork because we weren't having face-to-face meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, what I will say is there is like a certain segment of kids and maybe it's 5%, maybe it's 10%, whatever it is, who you can just tell do better online. Like I had kids who when I had in person rarely did work they just really struggled to stay on, stay on tasks or assignments and would turn in kind of like subpar work. And then when it came to online, they were just like weirdly putting in more effort, like doing better on assignments. Granted, I thought this was a small percentage of kids, probably 10% or less. But it was mm-hmm. still like shocking to see a kid who was like a B or C student typically in the classroom, like become like an A to A plus student online. Because they just were, I don't know if they were going to focus on it that way or they just found it easier to not be in the classroom. Like, I don't know what it was, but, like, it was really strange to see. So, like, he didn't tell me, like, these kids didn't tell me that, but, like, there was definitely a handful where we were like, well, this is working better for them, and that's kind of interesting. Yeah. I only asked just because I had, um, I had this one student. He wrote this suit. We had, because I had them do um, I Am From Poems just to, like, get to know them a little yeah. bit, and he wrote, like, this super, super, super powerful one, and it was, like, mm-hmm. very detailed, and it was, like, on aspects of his life that were super personal and he had written at the end of it he's like I'm sorry if this was too much for you or if it was like you know like too much into my personal life he was like I just felt comfortable sharing it with you because I wasn't talking to you like to your face like he was literally like I just felt comfortable that I could like put it like send it to you so yeah I wonder if maybe that's an element of that where like kids are maybe they're more embarrassed to tell personal stories if they see you in person or like it was just over the computer maybe they're less embarrassed about it i don't know maybe that's like the snapchat culture got it down old like i don't know 
You know what I mean? Because like, I think I did that too, where kids would open up more sometimes online than they would in person, which I feel like we're taught the opposite. Yeah. Um, but I think for some kids, that was the case, which is kind of weird. Yeah. It, it, it was definitely, it was definitely interesting. Um, mm-hmm. And then like the positives, like what were some of the positives of teaching online? Um, so like I just said before, like I think seeing those handful of kids who really um, did excel was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that was the main positive, I would say one. Um, I would say secondly, like I think like KPC had said this and Kevin Starr and the people we worked with, it really just like gave us a new experience that other teachers did not have at the time. Um, granted, I think now just about every teacher has probably dealt with it. But last spring, we were kind of the guinea pigs for this as student teachers. And I think we were able to, like, gain some new skills and um, learn a lot of new technologies that I had never used before. Like, I had to, I learned, like, Nearpod and Edpuzzle and um, screen recording and, like, all these tools that I had never used in my physical classroom that mm. became, like, staples of me teaching online, which I still use today and will probably use, you know, for my entire career, at least, at least some of them. You know what I mean? So I think we can learn some new technology, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I think those are the, those are the main two. I mean, thirdly, if I'm being completely honest, like, it was less time consuming. Like, I don't know about you, but, like, I was, you know, as opposed to going to Tikawaga High School for eight hours a day mm-hmm. and um, getting up at 5, 5.30 in the morning. I think I got up at 5.30. I don't know if that yeah. was. Uh, I got to sleep in until, like, 8 or 9 o'clock and just do, like, a couple hours of grading and posting a day and, like, not have to be working. Don't listen to Tikawaga High School. But, like, <laughs> I didn't have to work, like, eight hours a day because, like, there wasn't that much to do, like, compared to in person, to be honest, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, just the, you know, just for the commute alone, like, when I was at the yeah. middle school, time or middle school, it was 50 minutes from my house, and I was, I was almost like, oh, my God, like, if only they were switched, yeah. so I would have avoided that drive. But then I wouldn't have had those, you know, connections that I made. And I got my mentor teacher, like, we're still super close. We talk all the time. Like, I wouldn't have made that yeah. connection with her. So I, it's, it's really, like, it's really, like, hit or miss. I mean, like, there's ups and downs to it. And I mean, it's the new normal now, at least for the time being. Um, yeah. It was just interesting. I mean, that, I like, you, brought, you brought the biggest point. Is that, I'm sorry, I mean, I don't know. Oh, no, you're good. Um, I think the biggest point, I think too many people are quick to like demonize online learning. And don't get me wrong. Like mm-hmm. it is worse than in-person learning. I hope everyone's back in school next fall and things are back to normal or roughly normal. Um, but I think if we don't like take a minute and like look at it and be like, Hey, this did work for some percentage of kids. Like, so we're failing 5% of kids or 10% of kids, or maybe more than that in schools. And if some of those kids are able to succeed in online setting, we need to take like a harder look at like why that's the case. And if we just kind of like ignore it and we're just like, well, let's all go back to in person, then it'll be perfect again. It's like, well, we're kind of ignoring the bigger issue that in school learning also wasn't, doing a great job <laughs> like we have bigger issues here than like going back in person that we need to kind of figure out I would yeah. argue I yeah for sure it, it's, it's almost like it was better for their mental well better for their mental health in terms of like having a choice you know what I mean like they like yeah. like they were able to I guess be like more co- confident or like or even like I had kids like saying how when I've, you know, I've been tutoring these kids and I have a fifth grader and they, they're at Lancaster. And when they went online, she said that she liked having her camera off because she didn't like the feeling of like people just like looking at her when she was talking. And she, I mean, she is pretty shy. Um, yeah. But even just like the little things like that, that we don't even realize that these kids are 
dealing with like just like even like I was always the kid that was scared to raise my hand and answer the question because I was thought it was wrong you know so when you're online or even just not meeting and they're just doing their own thing I feel like they learned a new form of freedom I guess is a better way of saying it like I don't know yeah, and again, I think in person that's obviously the better solution in the long run, but it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's not a one-size-all thing. I think we're, I don't know, just from what I've been seeing on the news, people are so quick to be like, we'll just get all the kids back in school. Like, that's going to fix the problem of, like, kids not doing well in school. And, like, that's not going to fix the problem. Like, it might help some kids, but, like, we still have a lot more issues in schools than just, like, getting them back in person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I completely agree. I completely agree. Well, thank you. I really appreciate you letting me interview you. Yeah, of course. And I will, I don't even know. Okay, so what can you tell me that you remember from the Friday before the shutdown? Um, I don't know. Low-key, being a senior, I was excited because we didn't do schoolwork as it was anyway. So I was like, okay, no school. But um, I didn't think it would last as long as it did. That's definitely, definitely something that isn't shocking. Um, I'm still kind of pissed I got half my senior year taken away, but at the same time, it's probably better off that we didn't stay in school just for reasons that the numbers are getting so high and and stuff like that. And I mean, now obviously they're going down, but it's been damn near a year. So yeah, and um, I don't I don't remember I don't remember much, but I remember like I was sitting on the couch watching one of my favorite TV shows, and then my dad came downstairs and was like, "Yo, like." this is getting bad. And I was just like, damn, like there's not really much we could do about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like, did you, did like the school tell you that Friday that they might be shutting down or did they send you home with anything or like, what do you remember? Yeah. Yeah. So I remember earlier in the week when we had school, they were like, like, I don't think we're going to have school this Friday because of this. And we were, we were confused because we weren't really educated on, you know, all the coronavirus. Like we heard about it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we heard about it in, you know, our, our government class and our social studies classes, and we were like, okay, like, that makes sense. You know, it, it was just like, you know, Ebola, where it, it, we didn't think it, it was like, everyone was like, oh, the world's going to be over, and, you know, all of a sudden it didn't do anything. Right. So we, we weren't really, all of a sudden when we heard that, you know, it, it's been into America, and, you know, it's getting bad, we were like, oh, like, damn, like, it's coming mm-hmm. fast, and so... As a, as a high school senior, I was excited, like, oh, yeah, no school, like, woo, and then, you know, long weekend, but I guess that long weekend turned into a long year. Yeah, and and how was it, like, adjusting to, like, the online learning? Like, did you, were you okay with it? Did you struggle with it? Did you like learning online? Did you dislike it? Um, I didn't mind it. I missed I miss sitting next to my friends and doing work with them just because we used to have, you know, our conversations and talk about hockey or talk about sports or know do all of our work together um but at the same time it was a lot easier being able to do it by myself so I didn't have any distractions so I know I could get done um high school was definitely easy college online definitely is not at all um I'm more of an in-person learner so I'd much rather have the teacher I'd much rather have the teacher be there where I could ask questions and have them show me in person versus having to talk over email and stuff like that which is I mean it's hard because you can't really you can't really um identify like the teacher's point of view on things over a text or an email versus in person yeah and then did you have any like zoom meetings for Lancaster um when you were a senior or did you just were you just like sent the work online 
Um, yeah, my, my one class is a Zoom meeting. Um, my business class, I did, I did, I've always done very well in business classes, so I liked going to that class. Um, he was a cool teacher. Um, and I didn't mind going to that class, but eventually, eventually they came out and told us, like, listen, like the last, you know, the last half the year is all going to be past fail. So me knowing I was doing well in all my classes, I kind of just stopped doing the work eventually. And I probably shouldn't have because college is like, oh crap, like you have a lot of work now. So I probably should have kept doing it throughout my, the rest of the year. But at the same time, like I really wasn't worried. There was only a couple of assignments left and I already passed all, I had already passed all my exams in my classes. So I kind of just stopped, but the Zooms, the Zooms were more for just, like, entertainment purposes. Like, if I got bored and there's nothing to do, like, oh, I'll go on Zoom and, like, have conversations with the teacher or, like, you know, kind of screw around with my friends just for fun. And then, But it, it really only was one class because teachers were so focused on their kids at home, too, where they didn't really want to have Zoom. Wow. Oh, I, I didn't even know that you guys met because I, I know Aiden, um, I don't think he met with any of – his teachers face to face. And I know that he um, really didn't mind it. He liked, you know, being able to sleep in and kind of do his work when he wanted to do it. Um, but I don't know, there's a lot of different angles from it. You know, you, you saying you're bummed, you missed half your senior year, which, um, as you should be. And, but then there's also the aspect of, you know, you like you got to maybe learn in a little more relaxed way. And towards the end of the year, you had a little more free time. Yeah, for sure. Um, I did enjoy being able to sleep in it, and, and I did not was not a fan of having to get up at six in the morning, and because I'd be up till you know eleven or twelve watching you know football or a hockey game was on, or even just like Netflix, like you know I, I'd really summer summer is kind of like your your go to sleep schedule, like oh let's stay up till two a.m. and sleep in until like one, like so school having to get up really kind of sucks. So being able to just sleep in whenever I wanted to do my assignments on was, was was definitely a, a, a positive out of that, but. Um, it definitely, uh, definitely hurt to lose the senior year, um, especially because, you know, especially um, during the graduation, we, we really weren't allowed to go around friends. So it was hard uh, not being able to say, like, goodbye to some of them and, like, oh, like, let's talk about college. Like, where are we going? So, and, I mean, texting is, I mean, texting, obviously, you can, you know, say, hey, what's up? Like, how was your day? What are you doing? But it's a lot different when, you know, you, you've grown up with these kids since, I mean, elementary school, and all of a sudden, some of them that you get close with, just like, you know, you kind of lose connection with them all of a sudden because, you know, school's over, we're not going there anymore. So it was tough, but um, definitely summer when the numbers started going down and me being able to hang out with a lot more people, I definitely got back together with a lot of them, and that was definitely a better part of it. But um, yeah, no, I, I, I wasn't really a fan of, of all the online stuff compared to the in person. Yeah. And, you know, I, I can imagine, I mean, I was supposed to graduate college and have graduation, but it's different than high school. And I am really sad that you guys didn't get to experience that. You did get like a, I guess like a good word for it is more intimate graduation. Um, it was more like personalized and slowed down. Um, so you were able to get like pictures with your teachers and everything, but it's still, even though it was one of the most boring things I ever attended, graduation is graduation. And, but, you know, you're, your class will forever have, you know, where the class that graduated practically halfway through the semester online, you know, like you did half of your school year on last half of your last school year online. And I don't know, I think that's as horrible as it is. It 
it even I feel like it even prepared you guys a little bit for online classes in college. Um, at least it did for you know my brother because he's home and taking fully online classes. And then you do you, you had a couple um, on campus, right? I had uh, I had one class on campus, and it really only lasted like three four weeks until the numbers started going up again. And they're like, oh yeah, by the way, like this is all online now. So um, I want to say since uh, late September, early October, um, I've been online for college every single class. Um, I've only had one Zoom meeting, and that's this semester. So it it, it it's not. I'm happy that I don't really have to go on campus because. I mean, A, the winter weather, I hate having to walk, and, like, it's always freezing. And, oh, yeah. B, it's, I would much rather have every class be online or every class be in person than one just so, you know, I, I can get into a routine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, routine is super but, important. Yeah, and it was, for sure. And it was a huge thing when we were all home, practically, because we were home all day every day. You know, that's when everything was super high risk, and really no one was ever leaving the house except to go to the grocery store. Well, yeah, that, that was the thing, too, is, like, I could get myself in a routine, like, during, you know, especially during the bill season, like, okay, like, let me make sure all my work is done so that, you know, when the bill game comes on Sunday, I can watch it. So, I mean, it was definitely easier to do that, but, um, I like I said, I'd much rather, you know, be able to get to meet new people in college versus, you know, going into every class, like, okay, who is this, who is this, like, what's your name, like, I mean, obviously, I was glad that I play hockey for Buff State because, it gave me a chance to meet new people and I'm the youngest on the team by three years. So it's definitely, it's an eye opener to, you know, what, what life is going to be like in two years and three years. So it's good to talk about those, talk to those guys about it. But at the same time, I'm missing out on, you know, hundreds of other people I could be meeting because of COVID. And so it's, I mean, it's also tough, but and now all of a sudden with COVID, it's kind of like, okay, like you have to do this or else this isn't going to happen. So it's definitely an eye opener. It's definitely something that, I'm going to be able to tell my kids and my grandkids, like, oh, hey, guess what? Like, I didn't be able to do this because of this. And, but, I mean, and at the same time, it was, it was I mean, I'm glad I, I have stuff to, to tell in the future. And so, I mean, it's not, it's not too bad, but it's definitely eye-opening for a lot of people. Yeah. Well, thank you for, you know, sharing your thoughts with me. Um, I know you, like you said, when we talked before that you just had like so many questions that you felt like you had after everything that happened. And I feel like there's so many, you know, unknown questions still that, you know, might not ever be able to be answered, but it's always nice to have people's input. And, um, I'm glad I got to, you know, connect with you and talk to you about it. Oh, for sure. Me too.